0: Hi, my name is Jessica. I am Jack's uneaten bag of potato chips. And
1: I'm Lauren, and I am Jack's sense of disappointment in not actually being good at cartoon drawings.
0: Welcome to the Queer Comics Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hello everybody. This is the uh, post Comic Con. Queer Comics podcast episode, and Nina will not be co-hosting due to scheduling conflicts. But we have a special guest today, Lauren Keller from the GT Network podcasts. Well, you do most of them, right? GT Radio.
1: <laughs> I'm on. Uh, I'm a co-host on GT Radio, and I am a co-host on Headshots.
0: Yeah, so you do a few major ones, right? And
1: there. now I've guested on a couple of other network shows too. So Yay! I'm just podcasting all over the place. Uh, I'm taking to referring to myself as the
0: the chaos co-host. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. (laughs) You don't know when I'm going to show up. (gasps) That's amazing, actually. In this episode, it's basically just a response to everything that happened at uh, Comic-Con that uh, uh, I'd like to take note of. And then just the Comic-Con experience in general. And then the queer announcements that were made pertaining to comic book or uh, pop culture stuff that is uh, going to be happening going forward. Heck yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so full disclosure, I did not go to Comic-Con. Um, I went last year, and that was my first Comic-Con, but I hear that this was your first Comic-Con? Yes. So So before we get into the, the queer <laughs>
0: aspects, will you tell me what that experience was like? Oh, man. Um. That experience was... I was borderline overwhelmed, but it wasn't just because of Comic Con itself. I would say I've been to E three and GDC. I'd say were the biggest conventions I've been to prior, mm-hmm. and up until Comic Con, like big crowds of people hadn't been too bad for me. But this was <laughs> bad. Yeah, it's uh, a
1: <laughs> Comic Con is a whole other level.
0: <laughs> like I, I didn't get into like we got there Wednesday night which was preview night. And that's also the night that we as exhibitors for the, uh, for the cartoon art museum, which is how I was there with Nina and Laura. We were working that booth along with their intern Phoebe. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we're going to get there. We're going to set up and it's preview night too. So there's other stuff going on. I was like, okay. So I expected a pretty chill night since it was preview night. It was like basically like a regular freaking day at the convention. Like, yep. there were so many people. And we get there, everything's set up. I have, like, maybe an hour before the Batwoman preview of the first episode. They are like, you can go do whatever you want. You can try to catch it. And I was like, oh, great. I'll just, I'll do that then. That was an endeavor of its own because they had closed off this area right behind the exhibitor station where you couldn't go up unless you took an elevator that had, like, a huge line going towards it. So... I got diverted back to the main hall and b- luckily I was able to like skip the line for the escalators and stuff. It was like a whole thing. And so I get into this giant herd of people where they're corralling people like cattle, you know, <laughs> and I was like, okay, it was efficient, but it was a lot. And I thought, am I going to get in? I have no idea where we're going. So they're corralling people and then they start letting people in. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go see the thing. Uh, they get to us, like towards the back, and we're marching down, and then it's just people directing us back down escalators. And what I did not realize is that to get into Ballroom Twenty, they they were gonna bring us back through the show floor. Oh, yeah, it was a it just it was a mess, and <laughs> like there was nobody with a sign that said Batwoman this way. I didn't know where Ballroom Twenty was at the time, and I I was like they're gonna have the shit together. Nope. no <laughs> no <laughs> quite it was like i like freaked the fuck out i was like oh nope 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 i was like at the bottom there's just people the only direction we got was go down the escalators and as soon as i realized we were heading back onto the show floor i was like oh fuck no the line just merged into like all these other lines people were lining up for exclusive stuff on preview night and i remember i like dodged out of the the herd flow I was in and I mistakenly got into another line and this guy's like oh you're lucky if you want to buy toys from Mattel and I was like I don't want to fucking buy so I had to get out of another line immediately (laughs) this is not my line (laughs) I was like and then I just looked at all the people I saw a few people from the Batwoman line but it like basically we hit the show floor and people dispersed oh boy and I was like I'm fine (laughs) 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 so that was the first big thing I tried to get into I was like this is not my thing um, I was not happy with like that whole situation, so I was I wasn't really. If I saw something was happening in Ballroom Twenty, I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm that like... cursed place. But uh, it was crazy. I wanted to see the preview. I only heard good things about it. But other than that, later, you know, through it was consistent throughout the convention that any time I try to walk through the show floor, I would always end up having to leave the show floor briefly because of one how slow it was and two just how overwhelming it was to have to dodge people that are that close to you all yep. packed in one spot like it is if you have a fear of crowds or anxiety about it it's it's not great not great yeah it's uh it's definitely <laughs> a packed place yes yeah what i did figure out and which i wish i had done more of is go see more panels because panel halls seem to be the only place you can sit mhm cuz i i've never i was telling them that like i think I, the whole time I felt like I was playing a really bad game of shuffleboard, but we were the pieces. Like, we were, you, yeah. know, like you stop for two seconds and then you just have people move, like mushing you along. Yep. It's like, I just stopped for two seconds to check my email. like, And people are just like, can't stop, can't stop, can't stop. How did I end up here? <laughs> Basically, I was like, what's happening? I did like, I really liked that at the artist alley, there were so many artists doing signings. Yeah. Like consistently throughout. Um, I got a, um, I-, I told myself I wasn't going to buy fan art, and then I did. <laughs> I bought um, <laughs> I saw this magical Aria sketch, and the artist had only done like a limited run, so they'd only done about 70 of them, but it's just an Aria portrait and signed. So I was very happy about that. Nice. <laughs> and I'll probably remember stuff as we go but so since you were
1: you were there with uh, Nina and the Cartoon mm-hmm. Art Museum did you work one of the the shifts at the booth Oh yes I I had to work two of them
0: nice. and how uh, was
1: that did you have fun that,
0: Yeah um when you were there with them did they have you do that too
1: Yeah I was only there Wednesday Thursday and Friday so I wasn't there on the the weekend when I guess it gets even more busy Yeah yeah. But um I did work uh I think it was on a Thursday that I worked half day at the Cartoon Art Museum booth. It was really fun.
0: Yeah, no, I was nervous for sure just cuz I the only time I'd done anything at a convention that required like handling payment and stuff was like for extra life, which is super easy. And mm-hmm. but this was like a little bit more intense. I wasn't sure what to expect, and I'm really glad I did it because it was really cool to see What the artist could do getting commission requests and then having like only an hour block usually to get that done. Yeah. You know, and then to see what the commission requests were because it's like this whole culture I did not know about where people just come to conventions like this and have standing commission requests at one booth or uh, there were several people who I guess go to different artists and try to get the same uh, type of thing commissioned which I thought was a really fun idea. And uh, I saw a lot of the artwork that came out of it. And I'd say the best commission that came out of the booth was somebody just wanted Thor. (laughs) But they had a very specific requirement that it not be anything Chris Hemsworth related. (laughs) (laughs) It could be female Thor, it could be male Thor, it could be as long as it's not Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) I just loved it and uh some in- really cool stuff came out of that and uh there was like a Pokathor, uh, a a pikathor I, I think i say. saw i think i saw that on twitter it was so yeah. cute definitely the best one that got <laughs> it was it was amazing so god there must have been like more than 20 done by different artists so that that person totally lucked out uh, i actually commissioned a uh, a terminator one uh for um my family back east so it was just arnold schwarzenegger's head from the original terminator but like half of it's machine nice so it came out really well so i was excited i definitely wasn't working during the busier times but i was a little freer on the weekends mm-hmm. and i would say uh, did you try to get the hall h at all while you were there
1: um i don't think so i think it okay. was it was too
0: packed yes so so i guess it's a good time to tell my hall h story so Yes. Uh, (laughs) So I was uh, definitely Debbie Downer about the whole hall H situation because, oh my god, that line shit is like no joke and I've never seen anything like that for anything in my life. And it's so confusing, but I was basically very much wanting to go to the Terminator panel on Thursday uh, morning and it was around 11. But I did not think I was going to get in because on Wednesday... I couldn't, for the life of me, find out where these damn fucking toucan trackers were that they were talking about. Come to find out they're just the regular paper bands, you know, that they give out for autographs. And I was like, hold on, this is your biggest haul. You're calling this thing the toucan tracker. There's really not a tracker involved here. It's very confusing. It's really just, all it is, is you have to come the day before. People are usually, from what I hear, waiting almost all day. And just to wait in line to get the band, the the paper wristband, and you're waiting behind the convention hall to get that. So you need a buddy. That's what it is. So I didn't oh, have boy. a buddy. I didn't have a buddy, so I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do that because I got, I don't have time for that. I don't have a bathroom big pa- pal, and I don't want to trust a stranger with that. So I was just like, whatever, I'll just come back tomorrow and maybe we'll see. But I had pretty much resigned my fa- to the fact that I wasn't going to get it. So I I like started doing an Instagram story, and I was basically gonna do the whole oh look I can't get into Hall Age, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. But then I go over there and I just I just like felt drawn to it and I was like you know what I was like you know what I'm gonna go. I have an hour and a half to kill, you know. Worst case I'm not getting in. And they were still lined up under the canopies, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know if they had cover uh, last time you we were there, but I had heard from friends that they actually if it gets so backed up they get backed up along the water where there's no shade, so it can become a problem. Yeah. Yeah, luckily, they were still in the shade, so I was like, I'll give it a shot. The lady I was standing with had a wristband, and she was, like, telling me, she's like, oh, you don't have a wristband. I was like, no, I don't. And she's like, well, oh, I don't know if you're going to get in. Sorry. Meanwhile, we're all, we're both standing at the end of this massive line. Yeah. And nobody around us has wristbands, and I told her, I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And so we st- we struck up a conversation. It was very nice. And it, she was so sweet. And then, like, I think an hour into us waiting, we had moved, like, halfway. And she's like, you know, maybe you'll get in. I was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, And then I was like, did you see the trailer? And she's like, no, I didn't. So I'm, like, sitting here showing her all the videos of Dark Fate on, on YouTube. And it was it was really nice. And then there's a guy, like, dressed as Pennywise standing nearby and i was like i was like this is cool there was this weird energy about anyone with hall h it's like you ask people with like wristbands and they get all weird about it and i'm like can we all just not be weird about it right now (laughs) we're all we're we're here for terminator so when you get to the front of the line so it was like i'd say 10 minutes before the thing starts we're at the front of the line and then what happens is they they start breaking people into rows of four so basically they'll just like start they'll pick a row and then they'll let in that batch of people and then they'll go back to like there's four rows they let in row one and then they go back to row four three two one and then it's like they rotate it Mm -hmm. so they'll let you into one of those four lines and then they'll just let you guys in like it's like cattle again they're very good at cattle (laughs) yep you know very somebody from the cattle industry is involved here so i actually got into that panel about 10 minutes in It's not like other conventions. Like, they didn't... I was expecting them to shut down the panel room. But what they do with Hall H, because it's so massive, and because they keep it so dark, they actually were letting people in the entire time. Yeah. So this whole idea that, oh, you have to be there, like, you know, right before the panel starts and everything, it's really... I don't know what it was like for the Marvel one, but uh, I did hear that they... Some people were counterfeiting the wristbands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, of course. So, so like an hour before the panel, the Marvel stuff happened, they actually had to go back and check to make sure everyone's wristband was fine. But for Terminator, the lady actually, her her son was already in, and he was like, it's only half full. And they were half full right when the panel started for Terminator. Yeah. Mind you, this lady, like an hour and a half ago, had just told me I wasn't going to get in, and I <laughs> almost left. no way you're getting in. <laughs> yeah, and I almost <laughs> left. And I was like, you know what? I've been waiting for this day since I was like, I don't know, 12, 10? Like whenever <laughs> I first saw Judgment Day, I was like, I think I can wait a little bit. Yeah, for- was it worth it? <laughs> Oh, it was definitely worth it. Like, hell yeah. I was sitting very far back, but I could, you know, with my eyeballs see Linda Hamilton said, so it was worth it. <laughs> and uh, Mackenzie Davis as well. And, you know, the whole cast was there, like, uh, except for um, Edward Furlong, you know. And I didn't see the video that they played at the beginning that confirmed his, you know, appearance in the new film. But it was just a really cool experience because up until then, the only thing I'd seen in person in a panel was, like, video game related. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've seen voice actors that I like, and I've seen game designers I like, but it's it's just, like, different. Like, it felt really nice to be a part of that moment. And yeah, Tim Miller, I have so much respect for him now. His relationship with Linda Hamilton is just hilarious. They had, like, a running bet as to, like, how many F-bombs Tim Miller would drop before the rest of the cast came out, and he lost yeah. you know, right away, like, because... So the Arnold comes out and they just hand him his money uh, for winning the bet. And I thought that was cute. But it was, I'm also a huge Mackenzie Davis fan, obviously. Uh, not just because of San Junipero, but she's been in a ton of other shit. And I don't know. Did you watch Halt and Catch Fire? Mm-mm. Oh, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lauren, you gotta get on that. <laughs> um <laughs> it's it's a really cool show but i was a really huge fan of her and that, and it, it was funny because she was actually one of the tamer ones like linda hamilton was like ripping into tim miller and also arnold schwarzenegger seeing Ar- arnold schwarzenegger mad dog tim miller from across the room was just <laughs> it was so because uh tim miller was a uh, like a because arnold schwarzenegger like gets you know political sometimes and then Tim Miller made like a joke about like he's like oh well, I think Arnold's gonna talk about politics for the next 20 minutes and then and then all you see is Arnold just turn his head and <laughs> it was just like such a great moment I'm so glad I was there for that it was really really cool they uh played the uh, you know the the awesome bonus footage so it actually expands on what you saw in the trailer Mm -hmm. So, we got a little bit more exposition there. And Mackenzie Davis's character obviously is definitely a cyborg human. Is it? Well, is a human hybrid? Like an enhanced human, is that considered a cyborg? Or am I... Android? Cyborg? I don't know. Well, because her character is human, (laughs) but she's enhanced. So maybe I'm getting it wrong. I'm just throwing out things. Enhanced? She's an enhanced human. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. it. So she's definitely not a machine. There is a little bit of, like, from the trailer. Mm. So we see a little bit more of her interaction with Danny in the, in the stuff. But I am convinced that there's going to be a gay relationship in that film. That's just, I'm throwing it out there. I mean, it's I getting, have all of my fingers crossed for that. Right? I'm like, oh. it, it's just because it just, it, it has, it mirrors the relationship of uh, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor from the first film so perfectly. There's got to be something here. <laughs> Yeah. come on I was like give us t- what we want yeah I was like <laughs> I even like I literally they did a Reddit AMA right after the panel and I literally only logged in so that I could ask a really gay question but it wasn't answered Aww. but uh <laughs> whatever <laughs> I'm very excited for that film but Tim Miller actually forced them to play it the clip twice which I thought was funny he's like he's like roll the fucking footage you know like when they're about to like kick him off stage so we got to see the clip twice. And then Conan O'Brien showed up. Oh, wow. So like Conan O'Brien shows up and everybody loses their fucking minds. And this is like a bunch of people had just left and I hadn't left because I was like, there's something's going something's to happen. And it's <laughs> brewing. Something's happening. And then he introduces Tom Cruise. And I'm like, okay, trepidatious about this man. Because, you know, uh, it's one thing the Scientology shit went up but i was like okay let's see what the guy's gotta say
1: okay let's see what he's gotta I'm say.
0: listening basically <laughs> but it was really funny because a lot of people he he was like i have a very special relationship with this convention you know 30 some odd years ago blah 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 you know some bullshit and then i hear people whispering behind me he's like what is he what is he talking about what's what movie is he i was like it's top gun and they're like yeah but what's what are, <laughs> what's he talking about and i was like it's He's talking about Top Gun. He's talking about Top Gun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And sure enough, he was premiering the trailer for Top Gun. And then I was like shaking my head at complete strangers who were annoying the shit out of me. I told Um, you. I was like, it is too... It is not Edge of Tomorrow, even though I would love that. It is Top Gun. That was very interesting. And then I kind of like, it's just weird to see that. And I'm also not entirely convinced that Hall H isn't a void in the universe.
1: I mean, it probably is like a...
0: Like a Narnia situation, I think it really is. Like being in there, I was like, I, I like, I, fe- I felt like I was in some kind of alternate dimension because the room just feels so massive and it's just this giant black hole. And it's like time doesn't quite
1: pass the way you expect it to. It's like it's it's like a little bit slower and then a little
0: bit faster. It's never quite right. Yeah. it's just, it's crazy. I'm like, (laughs) it's it's definitely a part of the multiverse or something. It's just a weird culture. Because basically everyone who had waited like a day and a half to get in essentially is just camped at the front of Hall H that entire day. That's their day. You know, so they have to have people who go out and get them food and forage for other stuff. So if you want to do Hall H like it be as close as possible. You have to have a, a, a posse. That's what I discovered. So yeah, you gotta have friends. I do not have a posse, so I didn't get to into the Marvel panel. I wasn't even gonna bother trying with that. So I was just on red alert, just following it live. And I went to the carnival, or the uh, not the carnival. What am I thinking? What is it? The thing with the fairies? Why am I that Amazon Prime is doing? It's something dark carnival, something carnival. <laughs> Something Carnival. It's the thing with the fairies. Yeah. And yeah, Orlando my... Bloom. Yes. Mm-hmm. The fairies in Orlando Bloom. <laughs> the fairies in Orlando Bloom. <laughs> yeah, so Saturday is when I wanted to go see panels, but I instead I met up with my brother. It was his first time at Comic-Con. So we... Uh... Oh, it was Carnival Row. So mm. they, they were doing... I'll probably never do this again. Because what I've discovered is that it's nice that they have things going on outside of the convention that people can do. That doesn't necessarily mean you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you don't have a pass at Comic Con, sure. But if you have a pass at Comic Con, you're just going to be thinking, why am I not at Comic Con right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it was fun mainly because of the company. Like, my brother's friends that were there were like, made it worth, you know, semi worthwhile. But, like, the three hours I spent to get into something that was a 10 minute immersive experience wasn't necessarily. That's all time I could have been spending, at you know, seeing talks and stuff. So. Yeah, I kind of regret that a little bit. I did see Cara. Is it Kara Devlig? I can't. Uh, Cara I did see her. Ooh, <laughs> with my eyeballs. Lucky ducky, right? Um, Precious eyeballs.
1: Is- did you end up making it to any any other panels, or just the, the Terminator?
0: Aside from the Terminator one, I got to see. Let's see, Queer, I think it was called Queer in Comics, mm-hmm. which was that same day. That was a lot of fun. We caught the last hour of it. Um, it was that was a really cool panel, and it was actually also my brother's first panel ever at a convention. I didn't realize it until we got in because he had never been to a convention before. He's like, "What's a panel?" Ah, <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> and I was like, "Well." You're about to They're find out. <laughs> They're fantastic. <laughs> that was really enlightening. He he liked that a lot. And uh, and then I saw basically I went to two of uh, Lara's panels on psychology. That was really cool because I didn't realize one of the panels she was on she she was on it with like somebody who had like created CSI. Oh wow. But he does, like, all this awesome work outside of that, which I thought was really cool. And I'm, very cool. of course, blankie- blanking on all the names. It was cool to see her on a panel because I like seeing people I know on panels and hearing them talk because, you know, that's when they really get to shine, you know. Yeah. When they're talking about the things that they care about. And I also like learning things, which is also why I wish I had gone to more panels. So if I go again, I'll definitely make a point to do that, for sure. Yeah. Because I only went to, let's see, um... I guess, uh, I went to four total. So, two of Laura's, the Queering Comics, and the Prism Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the Prism Awards one was uh, that was cool too because um, I was familiar with the Prism Awards, but I hadn't actually seen them give out the prizes before.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds really
0: fun. Mm-hmm. Did you did you pick up any other or gifts or freebies or anything like that? I bought myself a toy. <laughs> perfect <laughs> so I I went to the creep show booth to see what was up there they um weren't giving away anything except for like shutter um, memberships but right next to the creep show booth I spied a tiny Tina doll the grown-up one from Borderlands 3 and I remember seeing it and really wanting it but I didn't want to like I'm not sure if I wanted to pre-order Borderlands 3 but The artist who had designed the doll was there so I got to talk to him which is really cool and they were also selling this really cool doll from Nemesis from Resident Evil Mm -hmm. and I talked the guy down to $75 nice (laughs) and I was thinking about buying it but but instead I just got the Tiny Tina doll so I justified buying a $100 doll by not buying a (laughs) $75
1: You're like I did such a good job bartering, <laughs> bargaining for that doll. I'm gonna treat myself to the other doll. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah. So
0: that. Yeah, so that was. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, and um, but I'm so right now I'm only getting the Tiny Tina doll from Borderlands 3, but I got to meet the guy who who uh, designed it and tell him he did a great job because it's like the adult version of Tiny Tina. Yeah. And um. So that was cool. And then Winona Earp was there, and I uh, I couldn't get into the signing they were doing at the IDW booth, but I did print out some of my fan art that I did of theirs. And me and another, you know, person I met in line actually teamed up, and we were like, let's try to get our stuff signed by people who have wristbands, because they you get to bring three items up, mm-hmm. and we were lucky enough to find people who were nice enough to be like, hey. I don't have three items. I can get you something signed. Nice. And in return, we like took photos and stuff of the people who were bringing our stuff through. So uh, that was really cool. And then I found out later that we weren't the only people who had people do that for them. So I was like, that was really cool. Yeah, that was a cool experience. Like that whole cast is really cool. But I didn't get to go to the Winona Earp panel later because I was stuck in Fairyland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the other cool thing that happened that I missed was uh at the what we do in shadows panel evan rachel wood showed up oh. to moderate yeah and i was like god damn it oh. you know where i was i was in fucking fairyland <laughs> 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 oh my gosh yeah. so anyway like <laughs> he was so i'm really looking forward to seeing that panel video though heck yeah
1: out. i'm excited to see that fourth season though i'm not done with the third season yet are we talking about Westworld? I'm right? talking about well, no, I was talking about Wynonna Earp, but yes, also oh also okay, the next
0: season so, of Westworld, but that won't be till sorry. next year. Sorry, I, w- I was thinking of Evan Rachel Wood, oh. so I'm like, <laughs> you know, roadblock. But yeah, no, season four of Wynonna Herb. I'm so excited about Heck it. Yeah, um, about fucking time. I'm glad they just didn't go the way of Swamp Thing. You know, yeah, <laughs> like that was money is a. I did see the cast of Westworld on the show floor. Nice. So I have a video of me lurking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they were doing a signing and I happened to be over there with my brother and his friends. And I was like, how am I not going to go look at them in person? Hold on. I got to go try and breathe their air. (gasps) I mean, basically, but it it got to the point where like people, the security people were like, take a video. Do not stop. Keep walking. Take a video. (laughs) Obviously I'm there for the ladies, but then there's also Jeffrey Wright, who I'm like a huge been a fan of his for a long time. Mm-hmm. He does amazing work. So Well gosh, it sounds Ooh. like you had like a really good and sometimes overwhelming but overall pretty good time. Oh my god. When you when it takes like forty minutes to walk like twenty feet, I think it was twenty feet, it's I a can't lot. remember. <laughs> it got to the point where I was just basically like making large loops around the Marvel booth. <laughs> because circling like a shark. I was like everyone's like, "Do you want to go to the Mar-? I was like, "Not going to touch it." I avoided the Marvel booth at all costs. That was the mo- that was like the craziest booth at the whole con. I bet. Obviously. And like I don't hate children, but <laughs> <laughs> I if I heard children or saw a lot of children congregating in one area, I avoided it. It's fair. They have more germs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the germs, and also just like harder to maneuver around kids because you never know where they're going to go. That's true; they are yeah. unpredictable. Yeah, not as but good yeah, at being so, cattle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, the only thing that uh, I I did, uh, actually, the one thing I didn't fully avoid that had kids on it uh, was the uh, Steven Universe stage that they had set up. I didn't do any singing, and I don't, I don't think Laura and Nina did. But uh, it was cool to see. It was very active the whole time we were there. There was always somebody doing the Steven Universe karaoke. Hell yeah. Yeah, so like what they had set up was really cool. I love Steven Universe so
1: much. I know. You definitely I bet you definitely probably would have got up there. Uh that would be a lot of pressure. I wouldn't want Steven to be
0: disappointed in me. Aw, no, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Steven would never no. be disappointed in me. There was like well the great thing was they would usually be singing duets and I don't think everybody knew each other. So it was like Aww. a very open it was a very open environment. I like that. That's sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. Ah, uh, well, speaking of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> queer children's cartoons,
1: tell me mm-hmm. all of the the hot, fresh goss f- from Comic Con <laughs> about all of all of the queers.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> give me the queers. <laughs> no, <don't>,
0: um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> give you the course. I mean, that's basically what they're gonna be doing apparently in the next phase four we are finally getting queer valkyrie in a movie Woo! and the thing that i love about this is it's a taika watiti movie hell yeah so it is thor 4 love and thunder i think the thing that i love about it is that they let tessa thompson reveal it and she was just like as new king she needs to find her queen and that will be her first order of business. Hot. Right? I, I um, love you, Tessa. Right. It was a while ago, so I couldn't dig up the tweet, but I, like, literally was. I think it was right after Endgame. I was like, she's queen, or she's king. Now let's find her a queen. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. And they did it. I was like, I was like, astonished. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> my dreams are finally coming true. Like, and I'm like, I almost. It's like I am still a little trepidatious. I think I probably I, I probably trust Kevin uh uh more than um the Russo brothers at this point. But the thing that I love about Marvel is that they're uh you can tell that the directors are having a little bit more control over what's happening. And I think Taika really wants his movies to like push the boundaries, and I like that. a yeah, lot. Yeah,
1: and I feel like if anybody can say like, look, just. Let me make my vision come to fruition. It will make you money. Tyka is that person <laughs> for yeah. sure because he has several films under his belt at this point where he's like, yeah, uh, I can, I can sell this weird shit for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah and then you have like actors who are able to use their weight to also help push that through because yeah. you're damn right tessa thompson didn't just back down from that and then when they also announced that we're getting <laughs> natalie portman as female thor Hell yeah i mean or as mighty thor as taika put it uh, <laughs> mighty. so there's so many things rattling around my brain that could happen and i'm like this is all happening in one film I'm like, it's... (laughs) And the only thing I'm worried about is, like, I like the female Thor um, storyline from the comic, but I don't know if they're gonna have it function the same way, because I believe, like, she has cancer in the comic, Mm. you know? So I'm, like, wondering if they're still gonna draw from that, or if they're just gonna throw that part out. Uh, So who knows? Because I would like to see Jane live as Thor, and not have that aspect in it, but... Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, the fact we're getting that in one movie... I think I'm still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna be her her queen? Is like that's is it gonna be a current hero? I actually hadn't even thought about Jamie Alexander until I saw her tweet about it after they hinted that Lady Sif might be a good choice, and she, she like raised her hand on Twitter. <laughs> I'd be down. I Think that would work. I don't hate that. Mm. Mm-mm. But then again, <laughs> I don't hate any of it. Yep. I'm like- <laughs> I do want like I would love. Like Brie Larson and Tessa Thompson, obviously Captain Marvel, Valkyrie. Hell yeah! I think they have a, they have a lot in common. They're pilots, and they're superheroes. So I think they'd have something in common. And you know, they have hands that are just perfectly
1: fit for holding each other. Oh, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, and I also
0: like <laughs> you're not wrong. I also love the, how open they are about just shipping that and Hell yeah. I'm very much open to it. There's so many other options that I also was thinking that grown up Monica Rambeau, maybe, you know? Who is that? So the daughter of Maria Rambeau is they confirmed that they're gonna have her join the universe as older Monica Rambeau. So she's also a superhero in the comics. And if she's a superhero, I think it would be funny if Valkyrie fell in love with Captain Marvel's essentially like adopted daughter. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's also other people. I think like uh, Shuri would probably be cool if the whole movie's just people vying for her attention that are like badass superhero ladies. Then I'm fine with that. Yes, and nobody dies. Nobody dies. <laughs> That's,
1: That's like all the one I need. note. That's the
0: one note I have for most queer stories: women lines. loving nobody. women,
1: and nobody dies. That's what yeah, I want or, from this movie.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that movie for sure, but any queer storyline in general like can we just have let us have it without them dying <laughs> please don't kill um. them don't kill them i also think it's cool that the eternals will also be giving us a queer superhero and they're openly casting am they want to cast a trans woman i don't know if they announce which movie it's going to be but i also think it might be interesting if a lot of people are thinking it's going to be i think it's a the character's name is sarah in the comic sarah is in, uh, anchorite. in ...a small group of male wingless angels who were kept inside a temple in heaven. Heaven. H-E-V-E-N. The Tenth Realm. And uh, Sarah was the only one of the Akronites who identified as a woman... ...thus being the first and so far only major trans woman in Marvel Comics. So she was kept inside the temple until she met Angela, Thor's long-lost half-sister... ...and helped her defeat a monster. Angela freed Sarah, and they stuck together through many adventures across the Nine Realms eventually becoming lovers. Mm -hmm. I think it might be possible that if this is the character they're introducing, instead of doing all the stuff with Angela, that might translate to Valkyrie, you know? That would be cool. That's like, everybody thinks it's probably going to be that character, but they could also go the dreamer route, like what Supergirl did in take a female character and make them a trans woman, you know? Yeah. So, I
1: don't know. Excited to see what happens. I hope they treat their trans characters with... Dignity and respect and love. I do as well.
0: As long as they cast an actual trans woman, I think the, they'll be off to a good start Yeah, there, that is definitely least. a great first step. <laughs> that is like... <laughs> the bare <that> minimum. <laughs> to, it, as long as it's not like fucking Joe Russo in a wig, I think I'll be okay. Jeez, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that they let Taika and like Thor Love and Thunder kind of take center stage. Although I did think it was funny that when the Phase 4 announcements were starting they were trying to be all mysterious and then everyone was just memeing them to death because they had like all th- they had it all like untitled 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 yep maybe just don't do that
1: <laughs> you're giving your fans too much space for goofs
0: <laughs> i was following it uh, all the live tweets and i saw everyone posting that picture i was like really like can you how about just have a black screen <laughs> and just put it up cuz you know you're going to fill it up like why do that to people like jesus oh yeah and then Chang chi i know that it's not necessarily like the queerest thing out there but very excited about that as well so i'm i'm excited about phase four i feel like the what if series that they're doing i like uh i haven't read all the what if comics have you read any of them Mm -mm. i am kind of wondering if it, it might be possible for them to like work queerness into the what if stories but we'll see I hope so. The what if comics are really can be really messed up sometimes. I, I remember as a young kid, I picked up one that kind of traumatized me. It was the Fantastic Four, but what if things just went terribly wrong after? Oh no. I think one of them dies, and then Reed can't control his abilities, and they're all on trial. And I was like, I remember I finished reading it, and I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you now i'm gonna have nightmares cool
1: cool 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 cool
0: <laughs> yeah exactly getting uh and then we're getting the hawkeye series that could potentially lead to inter- introducing america chavez and the young avengers which is what i want <laughs> yeah if nothing queer had been announced i probably would have just this whole episode would have been me being naming off everything they could do and i've i think i mentioned america chavez all the time because it seems like such an obvious choice to introduce her in the Young Avengers, so I'm hoping that's the direction they're starting to take. So Fingers um. crossed. Oh, yeah, and then Rachel-wise, they're throwing her in there, so that's anything you put her in is just, it's queer. <laughs> it's just, I, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's going to be in the Black Widow movie, so. Oh, yeah. And then you've got Angelina Jolie in The Eternals, so that also is, you know okay Uh, with selma hyatt so (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah i'm like yeah so the only reason one of the only reasons i'm excited about the black widow movie now is rachel wise that i yeah (laughs) (laughs) agreed right so (laughs) my mind right now is just jumping between like tessa thompson rachel wise all this great stuff. Um, I keep having
1: thoughts, but then mm-hmm. they turn into Tessa Thompson again, so.
0: <laughs> I know we, we're, we're talking a lot about the ladies, but I do think it's important to note that the Eternals, the queer character in the Eternals that they're talking about is going to be a man. We need everything. Yes. So just give it all. Hopefully Thor Love and Thunder will be amazing, but I already feel like it will be. I I am very, I will put my money on that being an incredible film right now. I have put pretty high
1: expectations. Just because, just because of Taika, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh,
0: oh yeah, for sure. Like it changes. That's what I like about Marvel is that they're bringing on very different directors, like people with very clearly different styles. You know, like you have James Wan with Aquaman, Taika. You've seen a very clear shift in like how these movies play. You know, like all the other Thor movies are very different yep. than Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and that's because that's specifically because you had a different director with a different voice. Mm-hmm. So. I honestly would love if they treated every movie going forward like that, like it was like a new run of a comic book, like they picked a different director for each thing and you only got to direct like three films and then they moved on to somebody else. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, because that's like the only way you're going to get something new. So yeah. And then, uh, oh yeah, and then we're getting Blade. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about Blade. I was a fan of the original Blade movie with Leslie Snipes, but if anything can beat it it's it's gonna be this this new one. The new reboot for sure. Heck yeah. Especially if they make it queer. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean, make it queer, make it queer,
1: make it queer. I, I retweeted somebody yesterday that says I think mm-hmm. it's unrealistic that any vampire would ever be straight. No, I am not going to further explain. <laughs> and that's I just all i ever think about anything vampire adjacent with blade included
0: i'm just like yeah no those vampires are all queer that's the law <laughs> you're alive you're alive so long it just doesn't make sense yeah not to be you're gonna like, get bored at some point <laughs> i was like you have to try you have to try everything and that's why it's so easy to read like movies like interview with a vampire is being like incredibly queer oh yeah even growing up, I didn't really know what it meant to be gay, but I was like, they're in love with each other. Yep. I was like, what do you, that's, that's why he's so obsessed with them. It's just <laughs> two vampires in love. Yeah. Watching it as, as an adult, you're like, oh my God, this is like softcore porn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Hell yeah. Okay. So, um, let's see. So we have. Of course, the non-comic book stuff that I'm hoping is queer is Terminator Dark Fate, and I will just call on it now. It's not just because it's got Mackenzie Davis in it, but <laughs> that is a large factor in it. Large factor. There's this great moment in the footage they showed, which I don't think they've released yet, where it's in the trailer. So the part where she's backing up against a guardrail with Danny, mm-hmm. she turns to Danny and she's like, when they start killing me, I want you to jump like, jump to safety. And then Danny's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So she's like fully expecting to get murdered by these robots in order to protect this chick. And that's like their first meeting. And I was like, oh, that's so romantic. <laughs> now keys. <laughs> right? <laughs> and Dark Fate comes out my birth month. So uh, in November, November 1st. It's a gift for you. It is very much a gift for me. And the only thing I'm kind of bummed about is that with phase four, I think Love and Thunder is actually it's uh in 2021. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm actually looking at these date, re- looking at the dates. The only thing we're getting in 2020 is Black Widow, Eternals, which you know we're gonna get some queerness in that, and then we're getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which you know a lot of people like to read as queer, and I'm <laughs> fine with that as well. I am definitely team give Bucky a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I think he deserves it, and yeah, wow, I didn't, I actually didn't realize how far off Thor Love and Thunder was. It is so far off. Oh my god gotta be patient let's see so do you have any um predictions for anything going forward that you think might happen anything marvel related i don't know i just i want
1: i want i want more more queer i want girls kissing girls i want women directors i want trans characters played by trans actors and then also they smooch each other
0: (laughs) i agree i agree i think that would be great i'm just looking at when birds of prey is coming out because i'd say right yeah i don't think because dc didn't have uh let's see it is slated for february 2020 so just in time for valentine's day uh which i love so actually in 2020 we are at least getting that which will be amazing i'm already saying everything's gonna be amazing (laughs) don't disappoint us (laughs) i have i have a lot of faith in this because the director's a chick and then it's got it's being written by there are men involved in the script but there's also ladies and and you've got the kind of ladies in this movie who i don't feel like would take any shit and let their characters be treated like shit yeah and margot robbie's fully owning harley quinn Mm mm-hmm so I have a lot of faith in them, especially, I mean, like a female director directing this thing. I mean, like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to in February. I do kind of wish there was more of a presence for that at Comic-Con, but it definitely would have been nuts. I did see a Harley Quinn T-Rex. and That was <gasps> impressive. It was like that inflatable T-Rex you see like almost everywhere at a convention. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to realize it's not the same person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's just a lot um, of T-Rexes around.
0: Yeah, it took a couple conventions where there was cosplay where I was like, Oh, that's just the thing people do. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Basically phase four is gonna be the era of Tessa Thompson and ruling everything. Hell yeah. And then, and then hopefully my prediction I guess would be that within the next the next phase that's gonna launch the young Avengers. That's that is my prediction.
1: So Yeah, it definitely seems like they're they're building towards that. Okay, I just, I have <laughs> one last question that I didn't ask mm-hmm. earlier. Um, okay. One of my favorite things about my first trip to Comic-Con was getting to see all of the cosplay. W- uh, were there any particular standouts that you were like, damn, that's so cool?
0: Oh, yeah, there was a guy who had functional Batman wings. Hell yeah. that was fu- And it was a big wingspan. It was really cool. It, like, basically, he stood in front of our booth while people took pictures, and it covered up our entire booth. That's how they did it. Wow. Yeah, and then there was this thing called the the Gate Monster, and it was really cool because it was somebody who had worked on, I think it was a, one of the people who helped design it was from, like, did stuff for Supergirl. And so it was really well done, like, full body cosplay, and they had, like, a smoke effect coming out Ah, of it. Ah, that's so cool. And the actor was really like into it, and and then other than that, I also saw a person dressed as we came across Spider Woman and Spider Man, well, a lot of Spider Mans, but my favorite one was uh, somebody had done the uh, Punk Spider Man with like the um with like the vest and everything, mm-hmm. and with the spikes on the head, and it was it was perfect. Yeah, and and the be- best part about it was. Uh, they had an electric guitar, and they had somehow mounted like an amp into the costume somehow, and they just flipped on the guitar and started jamming. That's so cool. It was it was like it was incredible. And then I think aside from that, there was also somebody doing perfect Juggernaut cosplay. Heck yeah! And so I think those were my favorites. And the Juggernaut cosplay, like he was walking around just yelling. He was like, ah. same character. <laughs> he was just like juggernaut. Ah! Was so, I have like I have like a photo of him just yelling. It was uh, it was really cool. Yeah, those those are my favorites. That sounds fantastic. What what do you see yours? Your, your first
1: oh, time? there was there was a lot that I enjoyed. I thought probably like the most well done is I saw somebody in a full oh, what's her name? Phasma. From
0: oh Captain, yeah, Phasma. Captain
1: Phasma like had like a whole helmet and the chrome shiny Ooh. armor and everything and then she was walking around with a person who was cosplaying as was it somebody from Star Wars it was Captain no a- Admiral Holdo
0: Captain oh, Holdo okay okay the I think-
1: the purple Laura Dean um. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Dern, not Lord okay. Laura Dean. Laura Dean. Laura Dern. Lordy, Lordy. Lord Dern. Uh, yeah, and um, they were like
1: walking around together. That was really cool. I saw a bunch of Wonder Women, um, mm-hmm. including a bunch of like little girls dressed up as Wonder Women, which was really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. That um, was really cool. And then
1: I saw a family unit that was dressed up as from Gravity Falls, Grunkle Stan and Dipper and Mabel, which was very cute. Oh,
0: that is cool. Um, I like the family costumes, Me and too. actually uh, that does remind me, the other thing that made my three-hour uh, venture into the Amazon land was uh, bearable was the fact that we were stuck in line with a family cosplaying Bob's Burgers. Yeah! And it was a mom. And the coincidence was that the, one of the people I was with had just gotten a full set of toys from the creator of Bob's Burgers at the booth and had got them autographed. Ah. So we had just come from that. And happened to be standing in this line for three hours with the family cosplaying Bob's Burgers, That's so and cool. the mom, the mom was hilarious. She was like, "My babies!" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I've totally forgot about that, but that was really cool. Last one, I swear. <laughs> so I, f- I found the one place to sit down outside, and it was uh, on the mezzanine area, and it was towards the back, facing the yachts. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting down having my lunch, and I hear this music, and I look over, and it's a bunch of people dressed up as Disney princesses and Disney like evil uh, female characters. And there's one guy dressed as Scar, but it's like a crossplay, because he's wearing like Scar makeup from The Lion King, but he's dressed like the ch- guy from Scarface. <gasps> oh, that's fun. <laughs> it was hilarious. I like that. So he was just dancing. With all of the Disney princesses and villains, that's I <laughs> um, love that. That's the yeah, cr- I love that stuff. Yeah, me too. I was like watching him. I was just in awe of the cosplay. I was like, I forgot what he was calling himself. Um, it was like a play on Tony Montana, but uh, incorporating Scar. But it was hilarious. <laughs> it was so good. I I love stuff like that. Anyway, that's, that's so. That's it. Yeah. Um,
1: that sounds like a great and- Comic Con.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, overall, like aside from the anxiety it was nice <laughs> you know the there's just stuff you have to deal with when you're at stuff like that but yeah. it was really cool it was i'm glad uh i went and i'm i definitely want to go again for sure maybe next year we can both go oh yeah that would be cool that'd definitely be really cool heck yeah yeah and maybe uh i'll have a line buddy <laughs>
1: <sighs> we got to yeah we got to get a get a group so we can yeah, really game the be- whole system <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. That's really what I figured. You need a tag team. That's that's what you need. You need tag teams. <laughs> hmm. I feel
1: like we can yeah. incorporate this into some sort of cosplay. We should definitely talk about this more with Nina
0: and Laura. I would love, to, you know, and I don't usually cosplay, but I would love to do a group thing. Me like too. a group cos- I was like a group cosplay thing. Okay, I should really <laughs> finish my sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sorry. Sorry. Uh,
1: Okay. Well, this was lovely. Thank you so much for having me on as a guest and telling me all about your Comic Con adventures and misadventures.
0: Yes. Well, thank you for joining me. It was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Queer Comics Podcast. Catch you later. Queer Comics Podcast is a part of the Geek Therapy Network. It is mixed and edited by me, Jessica Vasquez, and co-produced by Josue Cardona. Today's podcast also features original music by Tyler Francis, so if you like what you hear, make sure to check out his Bandcamp page, linked in the description, or follow him on Instagram at tylerirl underscore. Make sure to subscribe to Queer Comics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and check out more shows in the Geek Therapy Network at network.geektherapy.com.